Hey friends, it's Misty Phillip here. Welcome back to the By His Grace podcast. I hope you enjoyed my last episode with Jordan Rayner as much as I did. Jordan and I had a fantastic conversation about the work that we've been called to do by our creator. And if you missed it, I would encourage you to check that out. I also wanted to let you know that we have launched the trailer for the Spark Influence podcast that I am doing with my husband, Peter, and we are launching our first episode this week. So if you have not had a chance to check that out, I encourage you to do so and make sure that you leave us a review. So this week in the United States, we celebrated the 4th of July. This year marks the 246th commemoration of the Second Continental Congress, passing the U.S. Declaration of Independence, repudiating British rule and advocating for freedom for us to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. For years, this holiday has been associated with fireworks, parades, hot dogs, and brilliant displays of red, white, and blue. But for many, it's more than just a backyard barbecue. This day is also a reflection of what it means to be a patriot. So I thought this would be a perfect time to bring my new friend, Katie, the good patriot on the show to talk about preparing for difficult times. In the last few years, if they have taught us anything, we have learned how quickly things can change. Who would have ever thought we would experience a shortage of toilet paper? Like, come on, y'all. Or empty grocery store shelves or supply chain issues. In this episode, we are going to talk about preparing for difficult times physically and and practically, but what I want to emphasize is preparing spiritually for the days ahead. None of us knows what tomorrow may bring, but what we do know that as believers, y'all, we are in a battle against evil and we must hold fast to overcome. The Word of God is our offensive weapon to defeat the lies and schemes of the enemy. We must be rooted and grounded in God's Word to help us navigate the days and times that we are living in. In 2 Timothy 3.2 in the ESV, it says, For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. Y'all, these are the days that we are living in. If you don't believe me, jump on social media or turn on your evening news. So what does that mean for us? We have got to be spiritually prepared. In the Bible study I wrote about overcoming the struggle Israel, but so is God. One of the lessons is on being faithful to the end, based on the story of Stephen in the book of Acts. After they were filled with the Holy Spirit, Christians were called to be witnesses of the gospel message and spread the good news throughout the world. The word witnesses in Greek is where we get our modern day word for martyr. I don't know about you, but I don't associate telling people about Jesus with the potential for death. Yet there are believers all around the world who are suffering 
persecution today. Stephen was murdered for his belief in Jesus, yet he remained faithful until the very end. Right before he was stoned to death, he prayed and said, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. He died praying for the very men that killed him. Friends, I pray that you would strengthen your inner being with the truth of Scripture. Study to show yourself approved that you may be prepared to be a faithful witness wherever God calls you. I pray this episode with Katie will help you to see being prepared from a biblical perspective and that you would strengthen your body, mind, and spirit for the days ahead. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Hi, welcome, good patriot, Katie. I am so excited to bring you on the By His Grace podcast today. Welcome, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So I came across some videos you did in the pandemic on the Warrior Poet Society. My husband is a part of that group. And I was like, this girl is cracking me up because those were all the things that we went through in the pandemic of, you know, running out of all of our, you know, things to take care of ourselves. And then I started diving into your Instagram feed and kind of all the content that you're putting out. So for those who do not know who you are, would you just tell a little bit about yourself and what you do as the Good Patriot? Sure. Well, I basically do any, I try to make funny videos. Sometimes we talk about serious stuff, so there's no jokes involved, but (laughs) I try to make entertaining videos in relation to defending traditional family values, our faith, and also educating people like on how to fight for their freedom and firearms and gun or, you know, just uh, shooting and all the kind of good old boy American stuff. You know, it it didn't start out that way, but it ended up that way. And this is kind of like the path that God's led me on. And as the world got more serious, that's when I turned to those more serious subjects. So, yeah, I basically do anything from a funny satire skit to, you know, encouraging people and, you know, in the navigation of these really tough times, just emotionally. And I mean, I've, I've done even random videos about, you know, the dynamics between men and women and letting men lead and, you know, kind of whatever, like, I feel like the Holy Spirit prompts me to do. That's, that's what I do. I love, love, love it. So I wanted to talk to you today about faith and being prepared for hard hard times. You know, anybody, all they have to do is turn on the news and every day it's something else. Our liberties are being eroded. Our freedoms are being trampled on and, you know, evil is having its heyday in the world. And I think as a believer, we know that the the word says that the enemy knows his time is short. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why evil is so in your face. So yes. I'd love to talk to you about some things 
practically that we can do to be prepared in difficult times. And also then we'll hit it from an emotional, spiritual side as well. So what are some things that you're talking to your people about in physically preparing for the days in which we live? Well, first and foremost, just the basics, you know, I kind of, I don't know if I made a video or I did a post about it, but I basically told people to like go through each room in your house, like say the bathroom and go through the cabinets and make a list of, okay, what do I use every day or every week? Toilet paper, shampoo, you know, razors, deodorant, make a list and then just get, start off with an extra three months of those things. Try to do six months, try to do a year, whatever your budget would allow, and then go through the kitchen, do the same thing. You know, what foods do I eat on a weekly basis? What are some foods that are more shelf stable? You know, like canned soup or, you know, and I, I try to make things practical. I've, I've learned, I grew up in California under the threat of the big earthquake all the time. So we've been prepping for a very long time. So, you know, I've learned through (laughs) making mistakes that if you don't eat strawberry jam, you don't go to Costco and buy an entire case of strawberry jam because it's, it's going to expire and you're not going to eat it. (laughs) So I, I always tell people, you know, get things that you would eat in good times and in bad times, you know, and just try to concentrate on those things that are a little more shelf stable that are going to last at least, at least six months in your pantry, you know, to go for something like freeze dried food, which will last 10 to 25 years. But, you know, watch some prepping videos, watch my videos, look up specific things like how to store rice and beans. If you eat rice and beans, things like that. But I, you know, not everyone has the budget to prep, which I understand. So I just say, start with three months of food and toiletries and things that you need tools and then go to six months and, and beyond that if you can. But, you know, the basics are food and water or, or medicine. If somebody needs medicine, you know, just those daily needs that, you know, you take for granted because, you know, if you have a prescription and you only get a 30-day supply of something, talk to your doctor. See if they'll give you a 60 or a 90-day supply or find a doctor that kind of gets what's going on you know, that will write you that prescription for a longer, you know, fill on whatever medicine you need, you know, stuff like that. But I I do try to really concentrate on the practical ways of doing things, you know, as opposed to just throwing out there, like buy 50 pounds of of rice. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, how, where do I put that? How do I store that? You know, like, so... Yeah. And, you know, I live on the Texas Gulf Coast and we have hurricane season and we've been through times. One time we were without power for um, three weeks while power was being restored to the city. And so, you know, there are times like that, like you prepared for earthquakes. We prepare for for hurricane season Mm -hmm. and just having, you know, things thinking through the things that I love that you said that thinking through the things that you normally eat, because if you don't eat rice and beans, then don't, don't go buy a bunch of that because it will just sit there. So that is really practical advice that we can use for a, a myriad of different reasons. Now let's move into the more of the mental sort of faith aspect. You sent an email, I got on your email list and you sent an email, I think it was last week or the week before, and it was exactly what I needed to hear because I was in sort of a, a transition 
phase and and you just were so encouraging. So why don't you share some of the things that you've been sharing with your people? Oh gosh, I'm like, what did I say in that? <laughs> My brain is fried <laughs> yeah, from living in the pre-apocalypse. Uh, um, <laughs> well, I think what that newsletter was about was just concentrating on the things that we can control as opposed to the things that are just completely out of our control. You know, like the threat of Russia or China nuking us. It's like, I have zero control over that. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to worry about it. I can't, I can't stop it if it's going to happen. But there are some things that I can control, you know, like getting that three month supply of food and water in my home in case something happens or, you know, buying a little generator for my freezer. If all my, if all my long-term food is in my freezer, well, if I don't have electricity for more than a day, that stuff is going to go bad. So, you know, just doing little things like that and in letting go of the rest. But, you know, these times are, are so heavy, especially for Americans where most of us have really not been tested on this level. You know, we may have had personal tragedies in life or, or bad things happen to us, you know, and in our own lives, but not on this national and global scale. So it is a weight because every day there's just new things happening. The news is always bad. We don't know what to believe. We're being lied to. There's like threats on our health. There's the government coming in and seizing our freedoms and and navigating when to fight back and how. And it's just a lot. I put out a couple of questions on my Instagram stories the other day. And I just said, you know, what's on your mind? Like, what, what are you missing about your old normal life? Yeah. You know, like, let it out. Like, think about it. Like, it's okay. Cause we do have to kind of grieve that loss of, of normalcy. I'd love you know, to know I, what people, what were their responses? What were people saying back to you? Yeah. Well, the, there were a few things that stuck out of, you know, the questions were, what do you miss? And like, what do you hate most about this time? Um, and most of the people said, one, uncertainty for my kids, that my kids aren't going to be able to grow up like I did. And just the stress of them having to live in this kind of world. A lot of people said that they were upset about not being able to travel or, or you know, I personally struggle with this third one. And a lot of people did as well as like, the uncertainty of making plans and and not really being able to have the freedom anymore to dream about goals and you know like my big dream i mean the whole reason we came to texas my whole dream my whole life was to have property and have a ranch with lots of kiddos and chickens and maybe a milk cow and this and that and none of that have, has happened you know i finally just like I got some meat birds out there. That's different, <laughs> but, and I'm getting some laying hens, but, but we rent, I don't have property. So we like, everything is just different and it's smaller and it, you know, real estate has more than doubled here in the last year and a half, which is just so disheartening. We even bought five acres and sold it thinking we were going to get 10 and then everything hit the fan and everything skyrocketed. And now we can't afford to, even have the five acres that originally we had, you know, it's just, it's just that constant mourning of, okay, like I had, we had a good for a while as Americans and good in the sense of easy and comfortable, mm -hmm. 
you know, but not, that's not necessarily good in terms of God's kingdom. You know, when you're not tested, you're weak, your faith is weak, you know, you're just weak in so many ways. And, and so it's that struggle with going from just the shock of, we don't get to pursue those dreams in the same way that we thought we were going to, but also like the acknowledgement of the honor that it is to be chosen to live in this time, you know, possibly going into the end times that the Bible talks about. I mean, can you imagine if that were the case and what an honor that is? And I know, you know, just from listening to people that I personally know that not everybody is excited to be chosen for that time and they just want out and they think we're just going to be raptured and they're not going to have to deal with anything. But there are also those of us that are like warriors, like, wow, like, if that's the case, this is the championship game and God chose me to play in it. And I'm going to do my best to advance his kingdom, you know, and be a light in the darkness. So there's just so much going on right now. So I, I just, you know, through my pages and videos, I just really try to, you know, we'll talk about funny and prepping and over here, but then like, sometimes I have dark days and I'm like, you know what? I feel like I feel like God wants me to share this with my community because I know. And just from the answers to those questions on Instagram the other day, I mean, I had hundreds of responses, hundreds, like just of people saying like, I feel so alone. Yeah. You know, I'm, I worry, I have a heavy anxiety every day, you know? And like, so, you know, today I'm going to post those responses and it's just so, cause I want people to read that they're not alone. There's so many people thinking yes. the same way they do. Um, that's exactly why I wrote the struggle is real, but so is God. Mm -hmm. It's a Bible study. That's all about overcoming and what the Bible says about overcoming. It starts in Genesis in the garden where sin happened, because that's what we all struggle with. And it ends Mm -hmm. in the book of revelation where Mm -hmm. it talks about the promises to overcomers, but after going yep. through so many struggles of my own in my own personal life, it feels very alone. And then mm-hmm. I feel like everything changed when the pandemic hit. And then the whole world was in a struggle and the whole yep. world has experienced and it didn't just go away. It didn't just like mm-hmm. every day now when we turn the news on, there's something else that's happening. But I think that There's a lot of passages in the Bible that talk about, you know, go to the ant, thou sluggard, and consider her ways. Like, Mm -hmm. as long as we are here on this earth, we need to be diligent about our Father's business, about sharing Mm -hmm. the gospel, about encouraging people, telling them Mm -hmm. about Jesus. There's some other scripture references like Joseph. I always look at the passage of Joseph and Mm -hmm. in those good times, they prepared for those bad times. Um, But I think, I think in America in particular, and and maybe even around the world, like you said, we've had it good for so long Mm -hmm. that I remember my grandfather died when my grandmother was 45 years old and she lived Mm. into her nineties. She never had to work outside of her home. She had a huge garden that she not only fed herself out of, she fed all of the kids in the neighborhood that she babysat and people in her community. She had the ability to be generous. She wrote for her newspaper. So she never had to actually leave her home, but those are lost skills that, um, you know, people don't even know 
where meat comes from. They think it comes right. from the grocery store. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure that part of what you're doing is an education process as well. Do you mm-hmm. feel like a lot of people are aware of the sign of the times or are they just, um, are they just like kind of hiding back and, and, and not wanting to deal with it? You, you probably see a little bit of both. Yeah, it's definitely all across the spectrum. I know people that know the scriptures, they see it playing out right before them and they just don't think that it's real. Or like I said, they think they're going to get plucked out of trouble. And, you know, there's a theme in the Bible of, of persecution is a honor in a way of proving our faith and being worthy of the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me not follow me and I'll do all the cross walk for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he said, walk in my shoes. You're yeah. going to experience if you love me and you follow me, you will be persecuted, you know? So, you know, and I don't want to go off on tangent of pre-rapture this and that, and but I just think that we should be prepared to go through very hard times, you know, and like I said, as Americans, we haven't been tested yet, but people all over the world, to them, this is nothing new. They're like, of course, we're going to go through hard times and it's going to get worse and we're going to be here for it. So what would you say to encourage someone who may not be prepared? I I don't think any of us are really prepared for what's ahead, but if somebody's really struggling today to know what to do, what would you, if you just could just sit across from them and encourage them, what would you say to them? I'd say, you know, most likely you have health insurance and car insurance and homeowners insurance, you know, or you're preparing for a what if, you know, getting food and water in your house is food insurance. So if it's okay and it's biblical to have health insurance because you don't want to go bankrupt, if some, if you break a leg or need a emergency surgery or, or something happens, you know, and you're okay paying that monthly bill, like why would you be opposed to having food insurance in your home or water insurance, your basic needs? And, you know, we are not supposed to be a burden to people as Christians, you know, we are supposed to pull our weight. And I did a video addressing the, the pushback against prepping and, and a big, big theme of that is people saying that it's not biblical to store up like that. And I think what the fallacy there is, is that they're correlating an obsession with self-preservation with wise stewardship and using what God is putting in front of your eyes and ears to be a wise Christian and store up accordingly. Just like you mentioned, Joseph, Noah did the same thing. I would just yeah, just kind of lovingly push them and say, hey, this is just like having insurance. You know, God's giving us the blessing of technology. We can see these things happening. We see scripture again, like playing out. <laughs> we know what's coming and it's not good and comfortable. <laughs> so if you he see 20 different references to a food shortage coming in a few short weeks or months. Or inflation, right? Or inflation. Yes, I mean, think of it as, Hey, if you're cheap, (laughs) buy food now, it'll be much less expensive. But just from a practical side, you know, to me, it's like, I don't want to be a burden to someone. And like, you know, I have wealthy friends who they just refuse to do the work and they probably think because they 
know what I do and they see my videos and everything that they're just going to show up to my house and add, as I said in my video, think about what that says about your character. That's not okay. That's not okay for you to, to live off my sweat and hard work and sacrifice, you know, like we've put money aside as instead of buying luxuries and a new car and property and, and a bunch of new clothes and, and everything, we put that money into prep so we can be a blessing to people when those times get very hard. You know, I just ordered laying hens. I ordered 11. I don't need 11. I need five, but the 11 is extra for other people, you know, other people that can't provide for themselves, not the ones that have the means won't. <laughs> and, and the physical means right. that just refuse to do it. You know, you and I, before we started this interview, briefly discussed like that, that conundrum of, okay, as Christians were to help our brethren and, and others in need, but then that also, what if those people just flat out refuse to do it and we're stubborn and now they want to kind of mooch off our hard work. You know, the Bible says if they don't, if you don't work, you don't, you don't eat. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I mean, it's very simple. So those people, it's going to cost them. I'm not going to take advantage of them, but I will not just be doling out eggs and food and, and the sweat off my back to those people that could have done that. And instead they own three homes. I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, Hey, maybe I'll own one of those homes at the (laughs) the end of it. (laughs) Who knows? But I just think there's a stigma against prepping because maybe I don't know who in the Christian community started the stigma, but it's wrong because the Bible is very clear that when you see danger coming, you act accordingly. So um, yeah, I would just, it's it's a tough one. You you just gently keep nudging, but if they remain stiff necked, then you let them go, and they're going to have to suffer those consequences. Yeah. So I want to encourage y'all to go follow Katie on Instagram. She is the Good Patriot. We'll put the link to her website in the show notes. I want you to go watch the the video content that she's created and go to the Lord in prayer and read, get in your Bible and ask him, what is it that I am to do? Because we are living in perilous times and we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and to do the things that he is calling us to do. Get in community with other people who are like-minded so that you can encourage one another, like Katie encouraged me the other day. And then if you have something to share to encourage your brothers and sisters, now is the time to do it. So Katie, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining me today on By His Grace. And I just wish blessings upon blessings for you, my friend. Thank you so much, Miss T. I've enjoyed our time. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. 